think to your point, you know, if the question is, if they don't have their camera on, should we explicitly ask them to turn it on? Um, I think I'm in Camp Doug now. I think it's the, no, we should not. Um, because even if they say yes and turn it on, then you've created, you know, what could be a slightly awkward situation. And if they don't turn it on, you've used up some of your emotional bank account. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Black Line Podcast. I am uh, I'm excited again about the guest. I guess it, I'm excited about every guest, but why would we bring on a guest that I'm not excited about? Uh, this is a this is a friend now. I think I can call him a friend. We've gotten to know each other over several years. We are going to talk video today. Um, and no, everybody, I'm not about to introduce George B. Thomas because I know everybody thinks GBT. <laughs> I'm here to introduce Tyler Lassard from Vidyard. And is it Lassard or Lessard? Or it is Lassard. Well done, Doug. Very nicely done. And I am more than happy to play second fiddle to George B. Thomas. I was also hoping George B. Thomas was going to be on this podcast, but if it's me, I'm okay with it. <laughs> why, why don't you tell everybody? That's awesome. That might be the best introduction we've had yet. Uh, why, why don't you tell everybody kind of who you are and what you do? And uh... Yeah. Yeah, so again, uh, super excited to be here. I'm the VP Marketing at a company called Vidyard. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Vidyard, we are a video technology company that provides video hosting, management, and publishing for businesses. Um, we are integrated into HubSpot and power the HubSpot video service, which is great. And then we also have tools that enable sales reps or frankly anybody else to be able to record and send quick video messages, screen recordings. Um, via email, via social, whatever it happens to be, and be able to track who's engaging in that content. So it's been really fun, especially in the last few months as we've all gone virtual, to see this real rise of video, both from a marketing perspective, but also from a sales and communications perspective. Um, so really, you know, excited to dive into any topics related to that, but I'm also, you know, a modern marketer doing all the things I can to generate leads. So, uh, so happy to talk about that as well. All right, so, so here's, probably the most important question and I, and I need you to promise that you'll be completely honest here uh, I can't promise that but go ahead video is really just a fad right I mean <laughs> it's, it, it, it's not here to stay no no I um, I have to 100% disagree with that uh, mr. mr. Davidoff um, you know what if uh, so so the interesting thing with video is we all know it's been around forever I mean it's you know you track back to you know, the, the, the moon landing and the televisions in, in, our, in our living rooms decades ago. Um, and, you know, forever it's been a medium in our lives, but it's only been the last couple of years, frankly, that it's become accessible and approachable to not only create, but to consume by everybody, by any business, by any individual and so on. And so I think, you know, while we sort of say in jest, you know, a video, of course, it's not a fad. Um, but what's happening right now is that it's becoming a way that we can all um, communicate and share ideas and, and leverage it. Whereas honestly, three to five years ago, it wasn't, right? It was still reserved for big production activities and um, it, was, it was complicated, it was expensive. But, you know, nowadays, you know, I record videos, I do some quick editing, I put them out there. My 13-year-old daughter makes videos every day on TikTok and Instagram and other tools. My 11-year-old son is an iMovie master. So it's exciting to see it now become a new thing, right? And, and it's a new way for us to use it. And I think that's what I'm excited for people to really, um, you know, start thinking about. As 
so like Todd, that's pretty awesome. And, I, and one question I do want to come back to is like, how did you get into, um, you know, working with Vidyard? But mm. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, prior to uh, founding Seven Cents, I was an enterprise uh, data storage um, sales rep. Yep. And Discovery Communications was one of my biggest customers. And to hear what they had to go through to produce one single episode of the De deadliest catch was just absolutely amazing so most people don't know this but one one hour show is over a thousand hours of footage wow but in order to capture that thousand hours of footage and actually edit it down and cut it down there's lots of people involved in that chain right so you've got obviously the videographers on the boat then what they would do is because they would be out on a boat for weeks on end you can't wait weeks on end to get the port to drop the video off that gets flown to silver spring maryland to do the editing and ultimately what they would do is they would put them in those big pelican cases they would put all the video footage in a big pelican case right. wrap it and then throw it overboard with a beacon on top and then a chase boat would come get it so wow. uh, long story short we, we've we've come a long way in the ability to uh to to do <laughs> for any corporation to take take advantage of video these days yeah, yeah. It, it, it's amazing. We talk about accessibility, um, and, and not only has it come down to be accessible on your iPhone, but like I wouldn't be surprised if that high production shot, while the diver is doing whatever they're doing, isn't actually using an iPhone. Yeah. Like, and not the industrial iPhone, because there is not, like the, the exact same device. You know, it, it, it's really like, it felt they use it a ton like, of they use a ton of they use a ton of GoPros. GoPros yeah, are just all yeah, over the boats. Yeah, um, and yeah. and so, you know, it it feels like it took forever to get to the point where it reached um, us little people, um, and then like in some hyper fast mode, we went to like we're we're virtually at parity. Like I mean, I got this light up here that's, you know, you know, it probably would have cost studios a thousand dollars to do what this light does for a hundred bucks. Like all those things are. Yeah. Uh, are pretty amazing. Here, here's the thing that I want to ask from a video marketing standpoint, because I, I do wonder this constantly. I see, I see two messages constantly from video providers. Yep. And I hear video is everywhere. Everyone's watching it. Everyone's doing it. And then I see, don't be afraid of doing video. You got to do video. You need to like, well, if like those two messages feel to me like they're, right. they're in conflict. So, so which is it for we? Right. So my answer to that is video is everywhere and everyone is consuming it in their personal lives and have been forever for a long time. Right. Um, what's new and is still new for so many people is incorporating it into how they communicate as a business, as an individual business professional um, and how we're making that transition. So again, if you look at the stats, like it's, it's the good old, like 80, some odd percent of all internet traffic is video, right? Um, which is, you know, it's astounding. Of course, video is a much higher bandwidth medium than other things. You can talk about all that. But the reality, of course, is that most of that is Netflix and YouTube and things that we tend to be consuming more personal content on. But the point of that story is we all have seen this play out time and time again in the business world that things that become, you know, innate part of our consumer lives move into our business lives and our expectations change and adapt. Um, and that's very much what's happening right now. 
And we absolutely, through all of our data that we see with our clients and all the reports, is that the use of video in business is you know, accelerating significantly. Um, businesses are creating way more video content than they ever have before. Um, is it as much as YouTubers are creating? No, right? We're not doing that yet. Um, but there's absolutely a significant trend in that direction, as well as individual professionals. As I alluded to, we're seeing people that are just recording and sending video messages. They're recording Zoom calls and sharing that with their companies, right? All these things are starting to happen. So I do think we are still in the very early stages of really figuring out how do we use video effectively in our business lives um, as business professionals, as marketing teams, as sales teams. Um, and then what does that really mean uh, for the future of how we market and sell? Because phase one of this is just how do we adapt what we've always been doing and bringing video into it. But then, you know, phase two or phase three is now how do we rethink? Like, how do we go, wait a minute, if we can create a video as effectively or efficiently as we could create a PowerPoint presentation, right? Um, if our customers expect us to communicate them with them through video messages, um, if our websites become mini television channels, what does that mean? Like, how do we rethink the way we do things in that world? And that is the part I get really excited about is when we start to think, yeah, video is a part of what we do. How would we do things? How would we present ourselves if that's an expected medium? So. There you go. Where, where do you see video on the adoption side of things? Are you like, are, are people still resist? I mean, our, our businesses and, and I'm talking, let's talk legitimate, whatever we want to define as legitimate yeah. business. Um, are they, are they still resisting it as, um, like I joked and said, is it a, you know, it's, it's a fad. Are, like, is there, are you guys still at the stage where you're having to get people to understand that yes, video is real. Um, it, it's less is it's less the like why video or is video real. And that was probably the three to five years ago conversations that we would have. Um, I think right now, most businesses are at the point where they, they get the fact that if they're doing content, if they're doing marketing, if they've got a website that video is makes sense. Um, but most are see it as a social media content medium. So they're doing short videos for social and, or they see it as their YouTube channel and saying, okay, video equals my YouTube channel. So we should make sure we get some videos out on our YouTube channel. Um, or they see it as an advertising medium. Like we're going to create short YouTube pre-roll ads or some, you know, video advertisements or commercials if you're a, you know, consumer company. And so I think a lot of people are still there where they box video into those categories. It's top of funnel, advertising, social, YouTube. Whereas I think those that are starting to really unlock the value of video as a medium are starting to recognize that, hey, wait a minute, it's not just a promotional content medium. It's not just good at getting people's attention and telling a big story. Um, it's a great way to educate people. It's a great way to, more personal way to deliver my message when I can't be there in person when we're no longer meeting people at events. Um, so if, if you know, people are looking for how do I do A, B, or C, I can create a video that answers that question. It can be part of my inbound marketing strategy, right? If somebody's on my website and they wanna know, how does this really work? Hey, maybe a video that very clearly shows that and explains that um, is a great way to do that, but I don't have to spend $30,000 to make that video. I could maybe do it in-house or I could hire a freelancer to do it for $2,000, right? So I think that's the thing is people starting to unlock that idea of all of those other videos that are 
things we can create quickly, things we can create on low budget that are all about educating people, connecting with them throughout their research process or their buying process and, and using it as a medium in those areas. And I think that's what's still in its infancy, um, but is the big thing that I'm looking forward to uh, in the next few years. What, what are some of the mistakes that you see businesses making with video? Yeah, so there, there's a couple things. Um, I think one is kind of related to the, the points I just made about, you know, thinking about it as a specific use case and saying video equals social media. So I'll give it to my social media team to manage. And then they hire an agency and they just do social videos, right? So I think it's being mindful that it, it is a communication medium. And we're now at a point where that can be injected anywhere, right? In your emails, you can include a video in your website, on your uh, content pages and so on. So I think being broader mind um, is important. I think the second thing is that they don't embrace the idea that they can and need to be able to create video content in-house. And I think if they rely exclusively on outsource production, on agency production, um, then I think that's where they also, you know, they, they, they fail somewhat. They don't unlock that value of video. Um, not to say that agencies don't have their place because when you're doing that hero video for your website, you know, that one that's going to be there and that's the thing that everybody's going to see. Yeah. Work with a partner who knows how to do this, right? Spend a few bucks, get something there that tells your story in the best way. Um, and you can really rely on, but all those other places, right? If you have somebody internally who can create and publish a video, it goes such a long way. And I almost encourage businesses to start using the term video creation instead of video production, because it starts to just organically change the way we think about it, right? Like I myself, I don't produce videos, but I create videos all the time. Um, I record them on my iPhone, I do some quick editing in Camtasia, and I publish them on my social channel, you know, on my personal website, I give them to my marketing team to, to make use of. So I just think about that, of, and that's probably that, that big fail point, is thinking about it as a big production, and the win point is, Think about it as a content medium you can create. Make sure people on your team are equipped and comfortable to do that. And then the third fail point is that, again, it's just not doing it um, and not practicing that muscle. It's like any other marketing we do, any other sales tactics we do. Um, the more you do it, the better you get it. The first video you create is going to be your worst. The last video you create is probably going to be your best, right? You get better every time. And that's my, my last one I'll say is that fail point of they just don't do it or they don't do it consistently. So it doesn't become natural. And every video then feels like it's a big piece of pain, right? It's like, Oh my God, we got to do another video this month. What are we going to do? As opposed to like just making it a muscle that you, uh, that you repeat and you build and you practice. Is, is there such a thing as doing too much video? I mean, um, so yes, I would say so. I think, if you start doing video for the sake of it, um, you know, or if you start to try to do everything in video, it absolutely can become an inefficient way to do business. Um, there is absolutely a time and a place when you're like, I got to get this, you know, this message might make the most sense through a written medium, right? Um, so, or this program or this or that. And so I think it's still a matter of, you know, you got to pick your spots and be smart about the right medium for the right, um, you know, use case or communication. Um, and then making sure that you're, you're, you're working towards not just putting your best foot forward, but you're also working efficiently as an individual or a business. Um, so while I say, you know, more video is typically better, um, I also think we've got to be mindful of, you know, the right tool for the right job and just be thoughtful about 
and more thoughtful about could video be a better way to deliver this message or to communicate the story or to elevate the profile of our blog or our content um, and then using it when it makes sense. Inefficient and uh, <laughs> inefficient and annoying at times. We all know the, well, at least Doug and I talk about a specific brand that went a little bit overboard with their uh, <laughs> um, walking down the street drinking their latte. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so so I'm, I'm going to circle back to, to um, some of the mistakes in a minute, but I want to get philosophical for a second. Okay. Um, this, this is a highbrow show today. We've got, we, we're international today after all. Um, <laughs> Is the medium still the message? Well, um, I think the medium is part of the message. Um, I think that, you know, the, when you think about marketing and selling, what you say is super important. How you say it is also very important. And the information you convey through the medium is also important, right? And we forget a lot of that. Like, um, I, I forget the specific study or, or who the researcher was, but there's, there's very famous stats out, or research out there that, that suggests that over, it's over 50% of the information we consume is visual body language when we're communicating with other people, right? So it's a certain percentage is what we, what we hear, um, you know, what is said, um, a certain percentage is what we, what we view, and then a certain percentage is body language. And a huge percentage of the information we take away from communicating with others is body language. And you know, you lose that if you're only doing text, right? Um, we, we look, you know, we, our brains inherently um, trust the human face more than non-human faces, I guess, like not, not, not having a face there, right? So when we can see somebody delivering a message, our brains inherently trust that message more and it's just sort of psychologically or biologically how we've evolved. Um, we process visual information way faster than we do text. And um, so we can learn more, um, but it's also more memorable because we store visual information in long-term memory as opposed to text-based information in short-term memory, right? We did not evolve as humans reading alphanumeric characters, right? In the evolution of humanity, that is a very new thing, but we've always processed visuals. We've always looked to the human face to establish rapport and trust and so on, right? We used to shake hands, someday we will again, again, as a way to create comfort, um, a, a trust zone, right? All of those things. So if we revert back to like everything we do is text, we lose all that. So I think the medium itself is so important and it is part of the message. It's not the entire message. We still, you know, a, a shitty video is still a shitty video if you don't say something that's meaningful and valuable and helpful. But I think those two together, the right message, the right medium, body language being personal, was such a long way today, such a long way, especially when we're all virtual and remote and craving that kind of humanity. So that's my philosophical somewhat answer to your question, Doug. Mike, did you wanna comment on that? Oh, that's a very interesting philosophy. Like Mike, I've never, I've never met you. And here I am, we're on video. For those of you listening, we're actually on video as we're having this conversation. And I now know quite a bit about Mike. And I've, I've been on a, you know, for about 20 minutes here, we've been talking and just seeing how you're reacting to different things, seeing the environment that you're in. I haven't seen any other family members run in yet, but those sorts of things might happen. I've like, I'm learning so much about you without even 
you know, having a direct conversation just through what I'm seeing, what I'm learning and so on, right? Like those sorts of things you don't get through text, which is why every sales rep always wants a customer meeting to be either in person or on a video call. And if it is a video call where they have their camera off, right? Any good sales rep says, hey, would you mind turning on your camera? I'd love for this to be a more personal. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I disagree with that. Okay. Um, and, and, and this gets into where I think people, um, where, where I think there's a lot of misuse of video. And, I, and yeah. you know me, I've talked about, you know, gratuitous use of video. So before I get into that, one, one of the things that's fascinated me with this whole um, work from home, pandemic um, accelerated, um, let's make the owners of Zoom as, you know, <laughs> you know the next Steve Jobs type, you know, um, is what video and, and especially faces on video, um, what they do to the brain and it's not all good. Right. Um, there's, there's, you know, it, it is very artificial where, um, we, we are three dimensional creatures. Um, video is a two dimensional medium. Um, so, so there's all kinds of, 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 of components there. And, and I also think what, like, I think the biggest thing that gets missed about video is, is it's, it's very strength is also its absolute weakness. It is a highly, highly, highly personal medium. Yep. And it is a high intensity medium. Right. Um, and, and so it is a scary medium to both the, the person on the video, but to the person watching the video. And so I see all these, and I, I wish I had to study, I saw it and I meant to mark it because I knew we were going to talk to you and I forgot, but it actually showed something like all, all the stories about SDR should have videos in their emails. And it's actually beginning to show that, yeah, it's not working so well. Right. So I get, so some SDR throws some video in there that has some board that says, hi, Doug. Uh, and I'm like, like, I don't even like that. I'm at, I'm at the now I see that it's like, you're, it's deleted before anything. And, and, and part of it is, um, I'm going to exaggerate here a little bit in the word maybe, but it, I, I, I'm going to define it as an abusive tactic. Right. right? You, you haven't earned the right to come into my house. You haven't earned the right to come into, into my, my office. So, so talk to me, let's, let, let, let's pause there. Then I'll explain why I don't, um, I should say I don't always agree with the Can you turn on the video, but let, let's pause there and um, tell me what you think about that. So it's an, it's an interesting point. And, um, and I, I hear, I absolutely have heard very different viewpoints on both sides of this, right? So I, I don't think there is one answer to, to rule them all. Um, I do find that the, you know, many reps will, you know, prefer and hope to have video-based conversation because of, of course, what they can learn from their customer um, through it and in a sense that they have the opportunity then to build more personal rapport. Um, some people will absolutely be, you know, no, I'm I, sorry, I can't, you know, just not comfortable turning on my camera right now, blah, 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 blah. And of course, that's when it's like, perfectly fine, perfect, let's go ahead, right? You're never like, no, 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 come on, please turn it on. Like that, that's not, that's not uh, a, a good tactic. Um, but I think that, you know, there is absolutely value in terms of how much more we can see and learn. Um, that said, to your example that, that you gave there, if somebody sends you a video as part of an outbound prospecting that you don't know yet, um, my take is that that is actually their attempt to earn that right to have that conversation with you. So 
my feeling is I welcome that um, because that is them putting that commitment out there and earning that right to have the conversation with me to come into my living room in a live conversation. Because if I don't get, it doesn't always have to be a video, but what I find when I do get a video from an SDR is that it is a, you know, it's proof that they are willing to put in the time and effort to learn about me because they wouldn't have put themselves on camera if they weren't confident in what they had to say to me. Um, so they're willing to put in the effort to customize it for me and, and to learn about me. Um, they're willing to put themselves on camera and put themselves out there um, to, again, show that they're committed to, to trying to do something interesting. And I hope, I hope that they did something in that video that gave it more value than just reading their email script on camera, right? Tyler, I love you. I'm on, on, on my stream deck. I can't, I'm going to get Ecamm for the next thing. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to have like a, I'm going to have like the America's got talent that, you know, and, <laughs> but it's going to be a bull. It's going to be a bull. Uh, so I'm going to call a little BS here. All right. Yeah, because, okay. cause you've seen the videos that SDRs do by and large and they're not very good. They're not very valuable. There are two lines of text above. There is, yeah. I proved it. And then there's the, 15 minutes here, it's a shitty email with a video, right. and they're not investing the time. They're being told to do this. They're sitting in front of a video, they got shitty lighting, they are, are, are talking, and that's, I mean, that's 98% of, of emails, of, of okay. cold emails, and it's 99% of the videos that are coming. I'm not saying that there aren't, um, there's places to use video strategy, but, but yeah. do you really, if you didn't represent video, yeah. Would you really view that email with that standardized whatever? Would you yeah. really view that as them taking the step to earn the right? I do. I do. I'm, and I'm, I'm going to like hit my like check mark button uh, up on the screen. <laughs> and, you know, we might be getting, and, and sure, I've gotten some videos. I actually don't, don't get many um, uh, this might this might be a, a like an incredible surprise because it is to me. I've gotten less than twenty videos sent to me by SDRs, and I get hundreds of of SDR messages every week. And I think I've had less than twenty videos sent. To I me. saw I saw it come up, and I and I get it. It's very rare now. Right. I, I, so I, it's, and I, I've never seen it come up for me. So I think it is still very much in its infancy. We live in this bubble in our tech world where we're like we see all this stuff yep. all the time. I think in the real world, it very rarely happens. And I know for me, I actually don't get that many. Now, when I do, some of them will be using a tactic, like writing my name on a board or something as a tactic to get my attention and get, my, get me to click in. Um, and I have had ones where I click it, I watch it, and I'm like, it was a waste of my time. And I'm like, it was obviously just a tactic to get me to watch. Um, but many of them, what I appreciate, they're often, they're often not even using a tactic, if you will. It's just you know them looking into the camera and they have a, a, a sentence leading into it saying, Hey Tyler, wanted to send you a quick video to you know explain how it is I think that we could help. Um, would love your feedback, right? And then I click play, and those that are speaking like naturally, like a real human, and they're like, "Hey Tyler, it's me and me over here," um, and, I, and I get these. You know, these are most of the ones that I've gotten, and they explain to me in their own language, um, you know, what it is that they're doing and how it is they think I can help. They they can help, and what I've found is that there are some who I can tell, again, the bad ones, it's like they're reading a script, right? And, and that's actually what I really like about it is I can quickly see who's just going through the motions and who's actually knows what they're talking about 
knows who I am and what my problem is, um, and 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 you know is able to communicate that clearly. Because if they can't, a they're they're you know for a number of reasons I'm not going to look at it. But if they can and they can do it with confidence, I'm more confident they actually know what the heck they're talking about. Because I don't want to follow up with an SDR who doesn't actually know what they're talking about. And they're just sending copy paste stuff. But I've gotten videos where I hear somebody deliver their message, and I'm like, that was great. Like this person obviously knows what they're talking about because they said it very genuinely, very clearly. They related it to me. And if it was an email, they could have done all their copy paste stuff to do that. But when they hit record to say it into a video, right now, granted, they may have done 30 takes to finally get that cut where they came across and looked professional. Right. But even if they did take 30 takes, if they spent that much time to get me that video again, it might be worth my time. If, if, so, if they gave their, I agree with you. If they, if it, if, if it took them, if they gave 30 <laughs> takes then I'm with you, I, I so, um, but, but I agree those that are like name on a board and then they're reading a script and whatnot. There's no more value there than if they had just sent me an email. But I think it is, it is, a, it is a mode where it, it forces reps to be on their game. And I, I like to think I only get videos from ones who are actually confident enough to do that. And that's part of winning my trust of them. You heard so, it here. Yeah. Send Tyler a uh, good, good, uh, good video. video. So, so it, uh, if we have time, I'm going to get into one of my fears about video and trust yeah. and what's happening. Yeah. Um, but so for you, you send a lot of videos and your videos are, are, are typically pretty entertaining at worst. And sometimes they're even informative. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I That's way better than I usually do. It was, it was like, um, so much better. You know, but, but I, I, I'll, like, I'll share this example with you. I don't watch all of you. I, I actually watch, a fraction of the videos that you put out that I should watch. And, and the re and here's the reason, right? I get the video, but I don't get the signal. And so I've got to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Am I going to invest two to four minutes yeah. of, of all of my bandwidth to wait to the end to find out if it was worth it? Right. Right. And, and so, I think, so I think, I think high production video is really good top of funnel at, at the very, very top of the funnel. It's, you know, it's, it is an awareness tactic. It is advertising, whatever you want to call it. And, and, and it's valuable there. I actually don't think that video is a great mechanism for, for first touch for, right. because what, well, again, you're asking for a lot from me. Yep. Um, you know, in fairness, if you do a good video, then, then you'll, you'll win, but you better do a good video. And, yeah. and so, you know, it, 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 in essence, it's higher risk there. Yeah. Um, and it better be personal, right? I mean, like you better have demonstrated that it absolutely applies to me or, yeah. Um, yeah. and so like where we, where we're using video with our, with, with salespeople that we work with on their outreach is, We've had first contact. We've had a conversation. We're now in, in more of a, you know, of a defined pursuit. Yep. And, and it's an email combined with the video. The email gives a clear signal of what this is about. And, and like in the early stages, I'm oversimplifying. It's, it's to the effect of um, here's three minutes. And if I've got a rep who's got a sense of humor, uh, which by the way, this is important. If, if you have a sense of humor, do the humorous things that are in your script. If you don't have a sense of humor, once I start talking to you, if you don't play around, then don't, don't, don't do it on, on your video or I'm sorry, don't do it in your email. And so we like, like if you have a sense of humor, we'll say something like, um, I, I, I put this three minute video together 
perens, two minutes, 15 seconds if you run it at 150%. Right, I love that. 1.5 X speed, right? Yeah. right? Um, and, 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 here's, and here's my promise. At the end, you'll know whether or not we should have another conversation. Right? Yep. Um, and, and what we do is we have a very tight, and by the way, we also, when we do this with salespeople, they actually have to test into the tactic. Hmm. Right. So, so it's like, you're now about, to, you're, you, you've got three minutes to deliver your overview, your highlight, your, your right. proposition, like they're there. And then, yep. you know, I, maybe that's the other point is too often video acts like I'm not even there. Right. Like, like they're like the audience is the camera, not, not me. Yeah. And, and, and so that's where we're using it because, um, we, 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 we've gotten the first piece of engagement and it's now, okay, let, let's see if we can dig a little bit deeper, but then we follow it up. Like, so if we want a, a cadence with video in this, in this context, yep. email one is text, email two is video, email three is text again, mm -hmm. email four goes back with video with a slightly different take. And then email five is, is, is breaking that up so that you're getting it in different realms. We might link to the video in email. Hey, yep. by the way, if you missed the right, we'll, we'll do those things. But, I think that where I do think that the medium is the message is when you just give me video, you're not really solving for me. You're solving for you. Mm -hmm. If you let me know what's in the video mm -hmm. and I think that's an interesting take because yeah. I think everyone's afraid to give, to give away the ending because you won't watch the video. Right. And I'm going to say, if you're afraid to give away the ending because you're afraid I won't watch the video, then the ending must not be good enough to watch the video. But right. if you're willing to give away the ending, right. right? If you give away the ending and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I want to know how you got to that ending. Yep. I'll watch the video. Right. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts there. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's interesting. Like you're, um, uh, there's a, a great concept that my, my friend Andrew Davis talks about, which is creating the, an, an open loop or a curiosity gap. For people right which is and it's a general concept with respect to how we maximize engagement in any kind of content or messages that we, we put out there um, and i think it's a really applicable concept when you are doing videos whether they're front end of prospecting whether they're during the deal cycle when you're educating somebody is that that notion of um you know create that sense of anticipation if it's yeah if, if you're teasing something out and then it's like and you know, we'll see people that if you are using it as a way to get that early attention, right? So back to the things that Doug hates, but works for a lot of other people is, um, you know, it's like, I've got, you know, there's like three things, three things that I, you, you need to know. And I'm gonna answer two of them in this video. And then you go through the video and then it's like, now the third one, da 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 da. And you're creating this like open loop of like, oh my gosh, I gotta know it, right? Or maybe it's again, it's like in the email, there's like this, and by the way, there's one more thing I had to cover in video because I had to show you what I mean. Cool. And then you watch the video. So there's that as a way to like tease to create anticipation. And then the other way is to sort of get to the end and start with the end and say this, this. Um, and then, you know, if you want to sort of learn more about that, here's what I have to say about it. And there's different ways to use that technique. So what, what, what I'm saying is if you want me to watch video, you're asking me to pay a high price. It's the highest price content, right? Uh, I'd say the highest, well, content, yeah, yeah. I, I think video is a higher price than person to person, other than the, the challenges of being face to face. I, I think video requires more investment on my part 
than I, than when I'm in a person than I'm with a person. You're saying yeah. so from a from, I would from disagree, a pure mental I energy. Can't, I can't pause you or skip ahead on you or you know bail if with after ten seconds. Um, right? a, a video coming into in I, yeah I can I can I can't kick you out of my I, I'm saying that that for the for the exposure to the content. I, right. I have to expend less energy to focus on you when you're here than I have to spend if you're on video to not be distracted. But like right now you're on my computer, oh, sure. right? right? And I've got my tweet stream over here. I got my Slack right. over there. I got this over there. I got my dog over there, right? All those. Um, and so you're asking me to pay a high price. Right. There, there's somebody and I'm not going to, because I think he does great stuff. So I don't want to, um, and he does all video and they're typically four to six minutes. And yeah. He covers a lot of stuff that I know, and every now and then he has an interesting take, and everything comes in on video. And I, I just don't, like, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, you know. And, and he's got the, you right. know, the the the, the copy dog, going through it, but I'm like, I'm, we can't market and sell just based on our personal. But I'm, but like, I, but there I'm, are a lot of people that love that guy and love his videos, and they like the fact that they can laugh while they're learning, and they anticipate hold on, hold his on. next video as a result, right? Right. But, so if but what works, I'm, yeah. So if ninety percent of the audience loves it, but you're part of the ten percent well, that doesn't, it doesn't mean it's a tactic you shouldn't use, right? We have to we have to give the people. Hold what on. They want. <laughs> I'm hold on. What what I'm saying is, first off, I know it's not ninety ten, right? Second, well, sure, in that case, maybe. But 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 secondly, what my point is, is you can solve for both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Why does he not solve? For, for the second, it, it's the tech, you only get to see what I'm gonna say if you watch all six minutes of this video, right? Why not, let me take a look at what it is and decide, okay, hey, yeah, this is where, yeah, I wanna see what he has to say about this. Oh, wow, right. that's interesting, right? right? If he did that, the people who wanna see him on video, he's there, watch it on video. The people who wanna say, is this a video that I wanna see? Like, so if you solve, if you solve for, me, you're not, and I, and I think it's right. more than me. I'm not, I'm using, there's some data that's backing up what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. But I, again, it's a, it's a highly intensive, highly personal. Yeah. And if the content doesn't meet the intensiveness, I, I think you, yeah. I, I, th I think a lot gets lost there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I think you're, I think you're right. It is a, um, we, we have to respect the time of our audience and we have to be with anything that we do, but you actually, you're right. You need to be more, even more attuned to that with video because it is a linear medium and not something that we can just browse through the, the headlines and go, Oh yeah, I care about this part. Right. So we do have to do that. And, and that the result of that is we, we need to be intentional about the length and being quick in our messaging so that we are respecting their time. Um, and we also need to be responsible in terms of, yes, what is the content and messages we're trying to get in there, right? Um, you know, you, you brought up the point that, you, you know, if I'm live, you can't pause me, you can't turn me off. But you know what you can tell me? Hey, Doug, I got that. I understand it. Uh, right. Like the number of times I say to a rep, hey, hey, Mike, yeah. I, I understand it, right? I get it. I get it like that's like... Can, can like, let, let's move on to the next thing. Right. The, uh, you know, the, again, what, I, so what I'm saying is that video is valuable, but you've got to, 
I, I think a, a big mistake that gets made is, is you're not giving the signal and you're mm -hmm. not giving the context. So like me walking into video, I don't know where I'm going to go. Do I want to make that investment? Right. right. Yep. Now I, I do want to hit the point on, on video with on, on a sales call. Cause I know that is like multiple people have jumped on that bandwagon. Right. And I totally get it. Right. If I were selling to you, I would want you on video too. Right. Cause I benefit a whole lot if you're on video. Right. But you know what I want my prospect, you want to want to, you know how I want my prospect to feel in my, especially in early conversations. Comfortable. I want them to feel safe. Safe. Yeah. Good thing. Yeah. Right. And for an awful, awful, awful lot of people turning on video doesn't feel safe. Yep. As a matter of fact, since the time we were kids, we've been warned about cameras, right? It, it's a, right? And so I ask you to put on video, you now, I mean, if you say no, of course, but, but I've just used up, I've just used up some emotional bank account. Right. Right. And, and, and all I'm solving for is me. Right. Right. And, and, and so in, in many ways, you know, like I have found that I learn more in a, in a early sales call when they're oftentimes when they're not on video than I did when I used to go live because they were kind of, you know, they had the safety if, if, if you will, et cetera. And, and that's where I say, um, you know, I come back to solve for the customer yep. and, and video is not always the right thing. So, so tell me what you think about that. That's good. Or I, I like that. I like that. And my, um, and so I'm not an expert in this space. I'm not a seller myself. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put that one back over to you guys, but I, I do like what you're saying there. And my point earlier was that we would absolutely as sellers prefer for them to have the camera on because of what we learn via body language and such. Um, and we turn our cameras on as sellers to be able to do that as well. So they can see us, they can feel our body language and so on. Um, so I think that, but, but I think to your point, you know, if the question is, if they don't have their camera on, should we explicitly ask them to turn it on? Um, I think I'm in Camp Doug now. I think it's the, no, we should not. Um, because even if they say yes and turn it on, then you've created, you know, what could be a slightly awkward situation. And if they don't turn it on, you've used up some of your emotional bank account. Um, so I'm going to go in. Camp I'm, actually, I'm actually going to say that you're, even if they do turn it on, you're using emotional bank account. Right. Because you're now asking them to do something that they didn't do naturally. By the way, you know what the amazing thing is when you're doing a sales call with somebody? They start off with their video not on and you're, you're 15, 20 minutes in and they turn their video on. Right. Yeah. That, that, there, there's some body. So, you know, to that point, um, I agree with you. Like, I'm one of those people when I have to get on video, there is the mental energy that's expounded on that is just like, if you do multiple video calls a day, I walk away just absolutely exhausted. Um, right. Just absolutely floored, tired. I was on a call earlier today with, they've been a long time customer, but they hired some new folks. And we were on a Zoom conference and she goes, uh, one, of, one of the ladies goes, hey, it's great to meet you, even though we're not, you know, face to face. And I'm thinking to myself, well, we can all turn on our camera, but I wasn't going to say that because I didn't yeah. want if she didn't turn on her camera to begin with, right. 
I'm not going to turn on mine because I don't, I, I'm going to follow their lead. And I've also, exactly like you said, Doug, I have been on first calls on Zoom conferences. We're 20 minutes in and then they're like, we're having a great conversation and boom, their video comes on and I immediately go on because at that point you've connected and felt like, okay, I really want to know this person a little bit more. I'm, I'm invested now. But to me, like Tyler, completely transparent with you. When we first started this podcast a year and a half, two years ago, Doug was like, man, you just seem like drained. Like, what's up? And I'm like, man, I, I just don't like being on video. Like, I, I really, really, really dislike it. Um, and I've been in tech sales. For, I was in tech sales for 13 years, primarily doing face-to-face. -face but video just, it, it drains me. There, there's... There's, there's another thing about this, too, that, that, that is very different that I think eats up time. But by the way, you've got you, you now also have the aspect that how many Zoom calls have they been on internally? I've actually heard the new trend is um, within businesses instead of casual Friday, because I guess every day is like super casual Friday now. Um, it's um, video free Zoom Friday. Right. So you do your Zoom meetings, but nobody's on video. Right. And like that's now the so, so you've come off of, you know, four Zoom meetings back to back to back. You're now on mine. And I ask you to turn on my video. Um, by the way, I'm talking, you're selling to me and you start asking me questions. I'm most likely going to be sitting like this and I'm going to actually give you more information just kind of freely sitting up. Right. So that's, that's the other place. But also when I'm talking to you face to face, you know who I don't see me. But when I'm on zoom and I've got my gallery view, I see me. Right. And you've got, you know, how, and, and there's something, you know, well, turn, turn your view off. I don't know about other people. I find myself, I, I don't have data to back this up. This is me personally. When I'm, when my video is not on, all of a sudden I begin to get worried. Like, wait a second, is there something that, you know, I, I actually get, get less comfortable. So um, I, I do think that there's that aspect of, again, understanding the role of, of what, like, again, this, the very strength of video is its intensity and personalized. Right. And, and so make, make sure you apply that effectively. want to get to one more topic because we're running out of time. Cause, and I think this gets to the heart of, of just the tremendous opportunity for communication, for education, for sales, for marketing. Um, so we're going to play word association. You can um, dialogue. I'm going to throw out a term. You dialogue on it, Tyler. You ready? Asynchronous communication. Uh, efficient and... Um... Oh, oh, it's on demand. It's great. What do you want me to do with this, Doug? Well, I, I wasn't no, prepared. Like, dialogue. Dialogue. What do you think? Like, I think, I think asynchronous communication is, it is the way that we learn. Yeah. I think it is so, I, I, we talk about it as being efficient. I think it's higher fidelity. Mm -hmm. I yep. think it's more effective. Right. H how many times are we in a sales call with somebody? How many times are we communicating with somebody? What, what, whatever the case may be. Yep. Right. And, and so I like, like I said to you, asynchronous, asynchronous communication, Tyler, what do you think? Uh, and you're pretty fast on your feet, right? If to, to the, to the normal person. Right? Uh, thanks Doug. Appreciate that. Even almost as fast as George. Um, by the way, I was not talking about George. Just for the record. <laughs> I was not talking about just George. For the record. Um, but but what if you had seen a five-minute piece on asynchronous communication yeah. and an hour later we were going to talk? Right. Like, 
we, I, you know, so much is lost because we are, you know, we, you know, so someone said to me that, that the vet, you know, it's show business. One of my great, one of my favorite quotes, it's show business, not tell business. Right. And they said, you know, the role of the salesperson is they're the shaman, right? That's why they're important. And it hit me. That's what's wrong with what you're thinking today. You're still thinking that the salesperson needs to be the showman. Right. No, the salesperson doesn't need to be the showman. The salesperson can be the facilitator. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I can actually let you consider, right. And, and we can actually begin the next conversation at a much, much deeper level. Right. You know, as a two time defending, yeah. you know, video business award sales video winner. That's right. That's, that's right. how we've used it. Well, I mean, so yes. Um, and so my pause was only on not knowing what you wanted from a word association. Yeah, I, no, I, I meant, I just, but, but I think, uh, but to your point, what's, what's really interesting when you put it into the, I mean, marketing is generally an asynchronous model so that that one's okay. But from a sales perspective, I think this notion of asynchronous communication um, asynchronous content as a way to support the sales cycle is hugely underutilized and hugely, hugely underappreciated. Um, and as you talked about, most salespeople um, have, the, have either the fear of not having control over the sales process by giving up, you know, in-person meetings and live conversations and saying, you know what, no, like I need to do this demo live, this next call, we need to hop on for half an hour. And then we're going to talk again next week. And then we're going to talk through the pricing and all of those have to happen synchronously. Um, and you know, the, the reality is that stuff is, I mean, it's, it's, it ends up delaying a lot of activities because you're all trying to find times in your calendars, all those things that happen. Um, you can't necessarily always get the best information in those conversations because you can't, again, you can't start over if you start delivering a message. Um, the person, again, is forced to be in consumant at a time that may have originally seemed like a good time, but ended up not being a great time, right? Um, oh, a UPS delivery just showed up, right? Hold on a second, guys. I know we're in the middle of that important thing. Um, and then everybody else who's on the call is like, what do we do now? So there's all those little things that can happen. And I think we underappreciate how we can be using asynchronous content. And I'm having lots of discussions with companies now about this notion of an asynchronous, almost meaningless selling world where we can say, um, you know, where we're not depending on live meetings to move deals forward. We're saying, I'm going to share with you some content. It might be something that is pre-recorded video off the shelf. It's our standard, this or that, but I'm going to send it to you as an assignment to watch it and then you're going to come back to me and let me know what you think and the questions you have and then I'm going to and we're going to do this asynchronously and we're going to move, make progress every day right um, as opposed to next week let's do this um, and there's like all sorts of little things that you can do in that and it's a it's an interesting model you you uh a you brought up a point that just made me laugh because you know that it, it's the person that you worked four weeks to get on the call he's like the key or she's the key gal involved here. Oh wait, UPS is here. Give me a minute. I got to go take care of this. You guys keep going. Right. And now you're, now you're the salesperson and you're like, well, there's no point talking if you're not here. Right. But if I say that I've just insulted the four other people who are on right. her team. Right. You know, and it's like, so you start talking very slowly. I mean, so exactly. <laughs> you circle. So what are you, so why uh, So who has some, who, what, what con? Oh no, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. This is good. Right. You, I mean, you like, know that. What I'm seeing a lot of people doing is that like, let's take the demo. So let's say you're a product company and it's a demo call 
and you know that they're taking that asynchronously and they're saying look maybe there is my main champion and we get on a call we walk through a demo maybe that happens or maybe it doesn't but you know they're creating or they're either they have a library of, of demos or micro demos or they're recording something custom they're sending it over and they're getting that person to share it with other stakeholders and if it's a really long one they'll say hey at three minutes we talk about this at eight minutes we talk about this and at 12 minutes i show this and um you know let's get some consensus feedback and then whoever wants to join the next call with questions let's schedule that for friday and again using that as a way to let all of those people consume it at the time that makes sense for them um, it's a much better experience as a buyer now again as a seller you're like oh no i'm losing control because what if they didn't like something in it and have a chance to explain it? But at the same time, there's so much benefit that you have to start to think in that way. So, so I'm gonna, that, I'm gonna that help. Was, that was actually awesome advice, Tyler. I, yeah. I, I just took a huge note there. Finally, so I'm, I got something good in. No, 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 I, hey, I, come on. I, I'm not the one insulting you, it's Doug. No. I'm just kidding, Mike. I know, um, I know. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you how I would overcome that. And I'm going to give you what will be a great commercial if you want to use it. And that's not what it's intended for, but it will be a great commercial. Um, and then we'll wrap the show up. So I, I think it's funny when salespeople talk about that, they don't, you know, I'm afraid that I'm going to lose control of the sales process to which I say to them, you never had control of the sales process to begin with. Quit fooling yourself. I, I then also say, so you meet with Jim and you guys talk and you don't have any idea after Jim hangs up what Jim thinks or what Jim does or what happens. And by the way, Jim just finished talking to you and now he's going to try to maybe, maybe explain to somebody what he saw, right. which is, which is kind of like going to see a comedian that you thought was really funny last night. And I said, Hey, I just saw so like, which, you know, doesn't quite yeah. work. So, so we use video obviously in, in um, almost all the time that we are, our, our, our customers you know tell us they've given up their netflix uh membership because they're using all the netflix time for our videos um but but we we share a video right i see what parts of the video they watched i see what parts of the video they skipped like they're not skipping part of your live demo or your live presentation right. of course they are they're zoning out right but i see they skipped it which means okay you know what i know i know that like um, from this point to this point, they do not care about that. I see what they looked at three times. I see that they sent it to two other people who started watching it. I see, and, and I go, we actually, using this video, we actually learned about two key influencers in one of the largest deals that we'd closed. We had no idea they were there until we saw them, like they just appeared on the video. And, and our main contact, actually told us that if it hadn't been for that video, they would never have, have engaged with you because this was not something, you know, they thought they didn't care about it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, right. so A, you gain so much more control, not just on the sales side, but on the success side. So we provide different training videos and things like that as we're yes. implementing so that we can spend more time actually um, dialing things in. So today we did um, a live session on something because it, it's totally custom to them. It's, it's about the implementation for them. We had 27 people on the training session. There are five salespeople on the sales team that we're working with. Okay. What happened was, is the videos that we've shared with the team have been spread to other salespeople because, hey, you should watch this. Hey, you should watch this. The other salespeople 
heard we were doing this training and asked the head of this team, hey, can I join the training? Right? Oh, no. More salespeople from other teams are becoming aware of what we're doing, yeah. please. Right? <laughs> that, that wouldn't happen without asynchronous communication. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so I share that. That's a, and again, we use Vidyard just for full disclosure on that, um, really makes it drive. So yep. I know we're running out of time. Tyler, why don't you give us your, your um, to, to somebody, let's, let's say they're doing video, so they're not beginners, but they're trying to figure out, you know, I, I really want to ramp up my game. What, what's the, um, other than get a stream deck, what's the, uh, um, what would be the, like the single tip piece of advice next step that you'd recommend? Oh so, yeah, and get Vidyard. I would, I would suggest that um, it's actually what you, a lot of what you just talked about, Doug, in, in a nutshell is actually focusing and thinking about how video can help your sales team, your sales process, which could include post-sale as well. But again, if, if, if you're listening to this and you're saying, I'm already doing video, I'm doing it really well, you're probably a marketer who's using video on your website and in your social programs and so on. So whether you're a video producer, a marketer, a seller, a business owner, I don't care. I want you to think about how I could be using video in my sales process to help my sellers close more deals. And it could be enabling them to record and send their own videos, whether it be for prospecting that would really annoy Doug or, um, you know, whether it's during the deal cycle to show a quick demo to recap a meeting, or maybe it's content you could create for them. And I just finished up doing another webinar where I remember I, I, we had a long dialogue about this point of when was the last time you asked your sales team what content would help them be more efficient or help them close more deals? And that's, that's sort of a summary of where I would start. Say, if we could create three to five videos for you guys that would help you have a more efficient sales process, what might those be? And have an iterative dialogue on it and start and, and move ahead there as opposed to worrying about your next big you know, commercial or, or advertisement. So that's it. Awesome. Mike, any parting thoughts? Love it. Um, no, I think uh, it, it, the control, reduce friction, visibility that you can get in the sales process, especially around, uh, you know, demos, things like that. You, you've given me quite a bit to, to, to chew on and think about. Um, and Mike, you, you look great on camera. You're terrific on camera. You come across extremely personal and dynamic so you've got just do this man don't fear the lens you got this <laughs> thank you doug has, doug has and, made me flex my muscle there a little bit <laughs> and and i have a face made for radio so uh tyler thank you uh seriously thanks for joining us thank, thanks for engaging in the conversation um, yes, i'm i'm looking forward to what you guys are uh coming out with next and uh if anyone has any questions about video, how to utilize video, Tyler, why don't you tell people how to get in touch with you? Yep. Uh, so check us out on vidyard.com. We have no shortage of great stuff on our resource center and blog. Um, you can sign up for Vidyard for free, vidyard.com slash free. Uh, you can use it to host and distribute videos, but you can also use it to record and send custom videos using your screen, using your webcam, free unlimited usage, have at it and um, you know, get some value from it. So check that out today. And then otherwise, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, Tyler Lassard uh, at Vidyard. And uh, let me know if you have any questions there. Great, thanks for joining us on the uh, Black Line podcast. Mike, next, uh, I guess we're recording two weeks from today, we are gonna dig into product marketing.
Um, maybe someone's going to actually tell me what the hell that actually is. So um, <laughs> tune in, tune in next time. <laughs>